The 10th of February 1990 was a Saturday. Former Associated Press correspondent Sam Fenter and other journalists were at Cape Town Airport. Suddenly, they were summoned via the public address system to the information desk. There, they were told that President F.W. de Klerk was going to hold a news conference at Parliament's H.F. Hoodwood building that afternoon. We suspected that it would be related to Madiba. The auditorium was packed with journalists from all over the world. F.W. de Klerk made his announcement that the very next day, Nelson Mandela would walk free. In pursuance of my opening address to Parliament, I am now in a position to announce that Mr. Nelson Mandela will be released at the Victor Verstaat prison on Sunday the 11th of February at about 3 p.m. Yesterday evening, I met Mr. Mandela in Cape Town together with Ministers Fulyun and Kutsia. We would all like Mr. Mandela's release to take place in a dignified and orderly manner. To attain this, government officials are at the moment involved in discussions with parties concerned. We were completely bowled over because there had been rumours for ages, but they never came to anything, and this was it. We had no idea how it was going to happen. It was just extremely surreal. John Battersby was reporting for the Christian Science Monitor and chairing the Foreign Correspondents Association. Everybody was jockeying to be in the right place at the right time and preparing for what was one of the major stories of the second half of the century. Nobody knew exactly what Mandela was going to be like. He'd been away for so long. It was one of those incredible moments of history which you knew was going to change things forever, but it was quite unpredictable as to how it was going to pan out. Battersby asked Clack to describe his exchanges with and impressions of Mandela. The discussions took place in a very civil atmosphere and in good spirit. He is a friendly man. He's an elderly man. He's a dignified man and he's an interesting man. He wasn't as forthcoming when Sam Fenter asked him to describe Mandela's reaction to his release. I don't think that I would like to try to do that. The other journalists included Ted Koppel, Warner Saunders, Lester Fenter and Peter Fabricius. Most of them wanted more details about Mandela's release, safety and security arrangements. They also asked, had Mandela officially rejected violence? Was he happy to be released under the continuing state of emergency? And would his release lead to multiracial elections? Three times de Klaak said, I do not intend to speak on behalf of Mr Mandela. The journalists filed the breaking news. Soon afterwards, they were called to another news conference. Leaders of the recently unrestricted United Democratic Front, such as Trevor Manuel and Cheryl Carolus, told them that no journalist would be allowed near Victor Verstaar in Paul for Mandela's release. Sam Fenter's news agency in New York suggested she find a farm along the prison road from where she could report. There were roadblocks all over the place run by UDF and South African police together, which is bizarre. I mean, just the other day they were enemies. I was in my little car with my tape recorder hidden under my chair and the cop said, what are you doing? And I said, no, I'm going to my uncle's farm. And he was about to let me through. And then this UDF activist said, no, she's a journalist. And I went, no, I'm not. <laughs> and anyway, they let me through. And someone called me from the prison and said, you just better come here. Thousands of excited people turned out to catch their first glimpse of Mandela. Not even the sweltering weather could deter them. It seemed like forever, recalls John Battersby, who arrived late. I was wearing a police blue cotton suit, <laughs> just coincidence. 
I wasn't aware of the ground rules. I was seized with this moment of history, and I just walked inside the prison grounds. But that moment at which I first saw him, obviously, I will never forget, because it was the moment at which um, myth, history, and current reality all sort of come into one. And I looked at him, he smiled, and he walked towards me, and we shook hands. And I just remember the incredible smile and the incredible warmth. And then, of course, he moved on towards the gate where he was met by the battery of world media. Sam Fenter was in a slow-motion zone. She was staring at the horizon to find Mandela. Eventually I saw the silver halo almost of this very tall person's head and then the fist in the air. And I just stood there and tears were rolling down my face and I couldn't move. He was striking. He moved very deliberately. And when he spoke in Cape Town, everybody hung on every word. Jeez, it was like a dream come true. I'm Angie Kaplianis in Johannesburg.